0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network
1: do you like beer do you like free how about you guessed it free beer as a valued listener we'd like to bestow upon you just that thanks to our good pals at beer52.com you have the opportunity to sip eight delicious and painstakingly sourced craft beers from around the world All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com slash whistle and cover just the postage of £4.95. And if that wasn't enough, as a listener of the Whistleblowers, you'll get two extra free beers. So that's 10 free beers. Beer 52 are pioneers. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting beer from the greatest small batch breweries planet Earth has to offer. No surprise then that they're the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, Beer 52 delivers a case with a different theme. Themes have included Germany, Korea, Belgium, South Africa, California, New Zealand, and many more, but they haven't forgotten their roots. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 are also passionate about the UK craft beer scene. The beauty of Beer 52 is that you can leave any time, the power is in your hands. As well as the best, most interesting beer money can buy, your case will include the award-winning craft beer magazine, Ferment, which explains the theme and individual beers you receive and a beerish snack thrown in just to top it all off. Don't like dark beers? Choose the like plan. Easy. Just go to wwwbeer 52com whistle to get your case free. And don't forget right now, Whistleblower listeners get extra free
2: beers. Just the two of them. That's 10 for you. Enjoy. Another podcast in the bag, Martin Gritton. It feels like it, doesn't it? That well, was a it, good it, one. It has happened. It's happened. It's happened. It's done. Nothing can be done about it now unless our uh, producer and <laughs> editor is up to the task. Uh, i tell you what, Martin, I'm tired. What you tired of? Like, right. well, from doing this football three six five show, of course. Oh, if you like what I do on here, uh, go and watch me host the football three six five show. That's disgusting, it's not disgusting. This is grinding. This is what, what grinders do. What you like and subscribe. Right, so like and subscribe. in the background Thank there, you know, I'm, I'm glad that. That
3: someone much more famous and important than you just. Um, so we were lucky enough. We were really privileged to have uh, the second best Chris Wood involved in football, the Woodsman. Um, the
0: best hair, though.
3: Uh, yes, without a doubt, the main, the flowing main, the locks uh, we had Woody from Bastille on tonight, which was actually a, an
2: absolute privilege. Hey, you heard of the band Bastille? Like and subscribe, then, you idiots. Of course, you have. Um, uh, it was a good show today, Martin. It was really good. What did we talk about? We talked
3: uh, a little bit about, well, obviously we had Woody on, so we talked about Plymouth Argyle, which is something close to my heart. He's a big fan, isn't he? He's a big fan, yeah. and um, it's from the right era, from my era. But then we we talked
2: a little bit about football and... Um, well, I should hope so. Premier League. It was a football podcast. The Premiership. The Premiership. <laughs> In its entirety. Yeah. We talked about Chelsea being good, talked about United being quite good, um, and I think that's about it.
3: That's it. Let's Pretty go home, because
2: Leon's looking tired. Yeah. enjoy it if you like it uh, let us know if you don't just uh, I don't know what to tell you free Assange free
1: Assange it's good to have you back Mr. Smith
2: Uh, good to be back
3: welcome to the whistleblowers as you normally do I'm I'm delaying this because we've got an extra special guest tonight. Extra special guest we have, Martin. Who is it? It feels like it. Well, incredibly, it's another rock star. We've had some kind of uh, uh, run with rock stars so far, and and we've had some great guests, but this one... Who is it, Martin? Uh, Jesus Christ. Well, I'd like to introduce him. It's it's Mr. Chris Wood from the Bamba Steel. Chris. Hi. I'm
0: not going to call you Chris again. Woody. Yes, is I. Woody. It's it's basically my my grandmother and mum, if I'm being bad, will call me Chris. That's it. I, I never want to be in the same... Not that
3: I'm no one, no one does against mind. them, but yeah. What's I've, your
2: middle name, Chris Wood? I haven't got one. I'm, un, I'm unchristened. I'm, I'm going straight to hell. Well, that's why out. then. So so Chris Wood sounds like you're being uh, reprimanded. Is that a, yeah. Stop doing that, Chris Wood. Yeah, or just well, it,
3: listen, it's, it's it's a pleasure to have you on. I know you from uh, our shared Argyle. I love Argyle, the fact that I played for them and you're a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, more importantly, recently from a... you're a busy man this weekend what 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 were you
0: up to uh we and by we i mean uh the band bastille after which i play for sometimes uh we were doing a gig at the london palladium for war child uh to raise funds in fact we actually raised 150,000 pounds whoa uh one of the most profitable gigs ever it turns out that's huge yeah so uh yeah they do amazing work and for anyone who cares so War Child's really good because um, yeah. they haven't got to wait for any sort of government grants so if there's any sort of conflict anywhere they can just go straight away without having to wait for resolutions to get passed or government grants to be given they can go in assist kids that need it like awesome. pretty much instantly so yeah it's a very good cause
3: it's a very noble messaging the kind of thing that we miss out on the whistleblowers isn't very, it? Mark? very against brand this is this is against this is brand like but, I mean we we're called do. the whistleblowers <laughs> we should be on the side of the people but it should be very much like a Julian just,
2: Assange it type it like <laughs> snitchy
3: we're snitchy yeah, Snitch, bitches get snitches. <laughs> <see> the other <laughs> way Snitches get
2: stitches. Well, get ditches in certain areas. Oh wow! Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. let's you went further. Let's, <laughs> I was thinking manslaughter, not murder. But okay. Let's, yeah. <laughs> no,
3: let's I'm moonwalk so back
0: from that. Um, Woody, what's your relationship to football? Why are you here? Um, I am a devout Plymouth Argyle fan. Yes. Um, the greatest club in the world. Definitely Devon. Devon is green and white. I should really reiterate you that. You can I'm hammer listening. that home because I'm Oh, I, did. Did you want, I actually got, um, I, I made a headline in the Exeter <laughs> Express and Echo when we played at Radio 1 Big Weekend at Paderham Castle outside Exeter. Um, I was told explicitly I cannot wear my Argyle shirt on stage because it would be antagonistic. Really? Um, however, I've got <laughs> cust- I've got custom made in-ear monitors with the Argyle badge on them and I posted a little picture of that. Suffer. Uh, Next day, Exeter Express and Echo ran the headline: Bastille drummer disrespects city of Exeter. Yeah, that's you, that's that?
3: you must be more proud of that
0: headline than yeah. anything. Have you got that pinned up in the dressing room? Yeah, it's. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's as if there's nothing else going on there. They got really upset about that. But, you know. <laughs>
3: Well, at, at this moment in time, let's let's quickly chat about that because uh, you are a staunch supporter. When I when I spoke to you about coming on here, did you watch? You managed to catch the Argyle game at the weekend.
0: I did. So uh, I subscribe to uh, I Follow, the online service that Argyle provide, and everyone who likes Argyle should definitely yeah. subscribe because it was the club. Um, so watch the. Um, actually, it's quite exciting. 0-0 draw. It it bad was, well, because yeah, because Cam- yeah, both, both teams in form and really bit going at it. They go at each yeah. other, don't they? I, I
3: saw the Cambridge game up at Cambridge and I was uh, I was kind of enthused, even though Cambridge won 1-0 and it was a bit painful to watch from an Argyle perspective. But at the same time, the two two half-decent teams. It's great doing well. Oh, we were
0: playing some of the best football we've played in years. Probably the, yeah. the most enjoyable to watch since under Holloway when we had yep. serious players back then. Um, we had, yeah, like Norris... Blas... No, 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 sorry, Blassey was Sturrock. Sorry, I beg pardon. So, yeah, but pardon. Um, yeah, yeah. Peter Halmosi, I think, is probably the best yes. ever to pull on the green shirt. He, The guy defied gravity sometimes. I don't know how he turned at such a pace. He was a Hungarian? He was like the, the magical Magyar, if you will. <laughs> the magical Magyar. We, uh, we also had
3: some... Under Holloway, you had Barry Hales, you had a few legendary Ooh. players. He banks Blake.
2: He banks Blake. Blake. Bujaki. Can, can we just address something very quickly? Yes. You um, obviously a Plymouth fan. Martin Gritton sat opposite me was a Plymouth player. Hello. How much crossover was there from your viewing? Uh, your viewing. I've seen him a few pleasure? times, so um,
0: I'm not sure Gritton was aware of it or not. But I mean, if 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 Ill- Alan you usually really start every pod with the chant that the Argyle fans had for him, which was Oh, go on, went on the bench, bring on the Gritton. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, he was singing. From the Terry "Yeah, bring on the grit." That's like the ITV show, "Bring on the wall." Yeah, better. <laughs> bring on the wall. The forward Scottish wall. Yeah, bring him on. So, how many games did you watch Martin playing? And and also, in three words, describe to me Martin's playing style. Uh, the gritten. <laughs> uh, Class. Just fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the grit. Um, so I, I was a season ticket holder from like age of eight until I left for uni at like nineteen. So I would have seen pretty much every game you played at home park. I'm pretty sure. That's a a heady mix right there. I
3: I like the fact that you brought up the Bring on the Green. I'm fairly sure there was a big contingent was my friends as we were growing up so they was. he's stand...
0: a popular guy what can we say he's got many many friends <laughs> but the, they would stand behind the dugout and just
3: abuse the manager because i was on like next to nothing and um, but the best thing was the time that i came on and they all were they got increasingly drunk and they went bring on the grit and then as soon as i come on they went get him off get him off
0: <laughs> bring on the dustbin <laughs> <laughs> well
3: that's a bit harsh but yeah admittedly i had to uh, acquiesce to them but it was good to have them
2: there um it was a good time for the club. So a decent nil-nil then this weekend.
0: I mean, I take it. I mean, the <laughs> I'm a Plymouth man. I'm an Argyle fan. Argyle fans are incredibly fickle when they want to be. Um, it was only, yeah, we were getting relegated last season. And when we're not winning eight on the banks, all of a sudden, been the manager, sacked the squad, yeah, of set them ball on fire. It's rubbish. Yep. It's, I mean, we're still top four at yep, the minute it's, it's like and the, the play for and, and the ball, method you
3: talk about the method of football it's exciting Football's yeah, yeah.
0: Great. actually playing football like, yeah. playing the ball on the floor um we have got some some of the best players in the league too easily. Yes, exactly. Um and also um Luke Jeffcott who came through the academy. So basically we we were searching for a finisher. He was out on loan at I think it's Truro or Dorset.
3: Oh mate, um, Truro down in Cornwall. That's listen, the apple of my eye. He came through the same he looks like he's done the same thing that I did only he's slightly better than me. But just the way that he's kind of going through from non-league, come
0: back in, made yeah. an impact. Got, but he's got, scoring proper like poacher's goals which are yes. missing like someone does that instinct just to go and find a bit of space and just like it doesn't matter if it's in from like 20 yards or two, they all count. Yep. at the same day, at, at the same time so it's going well I the greens are going up I'll, I'll say yeah, well, that now
3: the it. greens That's are going right. up it, you've said but, it now but you know I enjoy uh, just to pick up on what you are saying about the style of play when you watch teams play per Derek Adams much more line manager he's now can manager in league one when you're fighting against the tide if you're bottom of league one at Plymouth people just kind of you lose interest just because of the style of play but if you're top of league two you'll get them back. Absolutely. And when we went up with league, uh, we started, we were in like league two, league one, you got 18, 20,000 at home. It's, the place is rocking. isn't it? Yeah. It's
0: absolutely. You've you seen the new development. And- yeah. So, um, cause I'm, um, a little wannabe rock star in a band. Um, the chairman very kindly invited uh, myself and my dad down on New Year's day for the opening of the grandstand um actually shared <laughs> did, did um, you
2: open the grandstand
0: not me personally no i wasn't cut the ribbon um also met neil warnock who was like the nicest man i've ever met he's superb isn't absolute he? sweetheart um ronnie morge as well who terrifying in my eyes yeah fans, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. But, yeah if you're if ronnie's you're Argon-
3: got a gun was the chant back <laughs> in the day because <laughs> he uh his, his partner was uh cheating on him with uh, another bloke so he kidnapped them both took them down to a flat Held them at gunpoint, turned out to be a
2: replica shotgun, so they put them in safety a wee bit. But, um. uh, Producer Leon, That's are we okay here in a liable <laughs> sense? <or? laughs> it's, just, it's just BB gun banter, it's fine. It was, Correct. It fine. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, yeah. It's Plymouth. Um,
3: it was a different
0: time. But more importantly for our fans, Ronnie scored the winning goal at Thank Wembley you. in the playoff final, 1996 against yes. Darlington. I was there. Legend.
2: Uh, sent half Wembley into raptures. Uh, away from Plymouth. Yes. Do you watch a lot of football? Watch a lot of Premier League football? Championship I football, watch
0: bits and bobs. Um, so as as a as a father or two, uh, it's not always a lot of time to watch uh, sport as it goes. But yeah, when we're away, we watch quite a bit, I guess. But I'm I mean, I, I get wind up a little bit when it's like like who do you follow? like oh, I'm a Argyle fan. Yeah, but who's your Premiership team? Is like I don't care. <laughs> Well, the fact is, the premiership says a lot there. That that
2: stopped stopped about 10 years ago, didn't it? The Premier League (laughs) now, would it? Oh, the EPL, whatever it is, yeah. Oh, don't call it EPL. EPL. Um, Oh, Souls League, whatever, yeah. My point um, being that it was a big weekend (laughs) of uh, Premier League football this weekend, just gone. Did you see any of it? Have you had any reaction to any of it? Or were you you too too busy busy doing the weekend? For the kids, man. I Um, I
0: live in Brighton now, and if Brighton do well, I'm pleasing my mates and whatever but if brighton get done 6-0 it does not affect my mood if i I go lose 1-0 i want to smash the house up there you go um that's that's how much it means but the one issue i've got at the minute is that so i've got i've got two little boys and brighton are quite proactive at trying to recruit fans and apparently they've been they've been dishing out free shirts to kids in schools now clever i'm not a monster my kids have choice (laughs) go on but you can be argyle fans (laughs) Or get your own flat. It's, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lay the law down, but, you know,
2: that's just that's how it is. So the exclusive, then, is that Bryson are grooming young boys to support their team. That's what I've heard, oh, yeah. I mean, Whistleblowers exclusive. <laughs> uh, Martin, did you see much of the football this weekend? Because I think we should start yeah, the Premier League. It's pretty, pretty yeah. tasty. I mean, we'll, yeah. No, go on. No, go on. Well, I was going to say how, how good I thought that uh, Chelsea were, bouncing back from that loss against United. And secondly, how good United were, albeit against a weaker side in yes. Watford um where should we start Chelsea
3: yeah let's go Chelsea go
2: on in I mean the, the
3: if you look at the changes so the players that he brought in for once Lampard can get a little bit of credit on them um, uh, that's the rock star sound in the background um the uh, Pissed myself uh again, sorry. Oh, he's, he's opened a second one what an absolute scumbag <laughs> um, there's, uh, there's like there's four changes that Lampard made which yep. is something that Perhaps were enforced, but worked for him, and I think that he needs a little bit of a break as a manager because definitely, man, uh, a lot of shit has come his way. So bringing in mine, Barclays, Giroud, Alonso, and it, them all working—it's a rare thing. And against such a massive competitor like uh, Tottenham, but then also being the the Jose factor because Jose was just a—I'm not happy with the way that he responds. Only because again, friend of the pod, Miguel Delaney mm. just tore him to shreds, and I kind of acquiesce to his way of thinking because I think he hears him and sees him for the last ten years, and, yeah, he's, and he's got his number.
0: Yeah. Do you think? Sorry to cut across to you. Do you think Giroud's one of the most underrated or disrespected players ever?
2: I just love him from. He's
0: uh, great. Like, isn't he? If but he wasn't married,
2: I tell you what about handsome, Giroud? Handsome man, my god. I'll tell you what about Giroud is if he wasn't a Chelsea player, Chelsea would have tried to sign him in the transfer window. <laughs> without a doubt, like he's exactly <laughs> what they needed, and, and he showed I, that on on Saturday. I think you're he's right, Chris. No right, since last April, I mean, but like he had, that's he had no what goals in the World You don't you don't win a World Cup by accident. No, exactly. He led the line, scored no goals. Yep, so yet was incredibly yeah. important part of that team I agree with you Martin Lampard has been getting a lot of stick in the last few weeks people have got to remember he's a young manager very inexperienced had one season at uh, this best club in the world Derby County this but is it, you're one Derby season fans. you're slightly sympathetic yeah maybe a little bit but, he's, but he's, he's a young manager who has got a weight of expectation on him because he's English and an English legend correct plus this transfer ban, which we've talked about before, may well be a blessing in disguise for him, but it certainly does hinder his recruitment. But was he only signed there because of the transfer ban? Well, possibly, just to just yeah. try and raise the profile, but, raise but that, the but that, doesn't, but that doesn't make his job any easier when you get to the dog days of December, January, which we saw. That's when he was getting the stick. And I think, actually, yes, Spurs were depleted. they got no strikers. is already on the defensive. Fine. But got a big result a huge result against a, a London well, rival uh, and a top four rival
3: if you beat a team if you beat a Watford or a Norwich or something at home everyone's like well yeah but what if but Tottenham is a big scalp it doesn't really matter so to, to have that scalp is huge i I'm moving swiftly on to United I would say yeah well
2: did I mention that I hate United not uh, yet no, we'll, no. We'll, uh, we'll, 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 let's go from that bit again we'll, um, we'll just go to a break and talk about United say uh, after yeah. the break we'll talk about United All right. well
3: yeah uh, Talking of which, well, let's come back to United because uh, there was an impressive performance, but not so much uh, opposition. Woody, uh, how do you feel about Man United?
0: Wankers.
2: Okay. Brilliant. After the break, let's have more of that. <laughs> Before the break, we had a little tease there uh, of Man United. <laughs> the whispering. A little whispering. A little bit of whispering. The whispering intent. Yeah. Uh, Woody, uh, you don't like Man United.
0: Why is that? Because uh, there are more Man United fans in Plymouth than there are in Salford. That's
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. a fair comment. It's um, a fair... So growing up, was it all your school friends were United like, you know, fans? Words like plastic, moronic, deficient.
0: Yep. Keep going. You no, know, keep going. But... Um, just expect, like people are like, crowing when like they're never been any further north than Taunton, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, whereas
3: it's, it's very in southwestern jokes for
2: you guys, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, could have said
0: Exeter, A.K.A. the Grim North, but you know,
2: my worst ever gig was in Taunton. Was it? Yeah. It Why? was. A, um, oh, this is a different podcast, really. But it was. Well, uh, we're in now, so yeah, I'm quite. Enjoying I told this. You, oh, we are, aren't we? It was. Uh, it was a pub, and I went in there, and I looked around, and I was like, w-? I said to the barman, "Is there a gig in here tonight?" And he pointed <laughs> to the corner of the room where there was just like a. A microphone without a PA system. It was like it's that's it over there. The
3: bin to defecate
2: So I went on, and it was a very angry locals with beautiful women for some reason. And then uh, the first act, I was I'm seeing it. The first act was a a a, a sock puppet act. And they were throwing stuff, like, from the get-go to the let-go. I'm just non-stop. De- get-go to anyway, anyway. Yeah. No, the let-go. This isn't Listen about that. Listen, mate, I've told you but about it, my That's my taunting. My, my talkie chairman had
3: a, a, a ventriloquist dummy. I've told you this. Yeah, sock yeah. puppet to ventriloquist dummy. He was a high-class <laughs> sock puppet enthusiast.
0: We can't pay your bonus. <laughs> this says. is exactly yeah. what he did, with really. it. he? was
3: All genuinely... Right. But he'd also come in after the game at Team Touch called, "Oh, you didn't play very well today, did you? <laughs> it's like going... Talking through a third person, it was called Algernon as well. Algernon,
2: yeah, it was like a proper old school wooden one. Right. Anyway, we could. But that's what could, I do through you, Martin. It feels You're like my Algernon. I
3: mean, it feels like your arm <laughs> is firmly shoved up me sometimes. What, wow. Why is that? Let's, let's move on. So let's yeah, get back to talking. talking of we a, all hate United, right? Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's a hey.
0: consensus. What, what, what a pro. Um, and I, I hate that uh, when Argyle made the third round of the FA Cup against Liverpool, no less. Uh, we dug in and got a mighty nil-nil away at Anfield, which is, for a league two-side, very, insane. very good. Um, Steve McManaman Coops. chewing us out. Yeah, McManaman chewing us out on commentary because like, oh, they're not attacking. It's like, what do you expect, Dickhead? Yes. What,
2: what are you talking about?
3: Yes, Shut Have up, Steve. a look at the team. Um, but let's, anyway, let's, let's also, dwell also, on... Sorry
0: to cut across you. There were so many <laughs> amazing Argyle fans that came out of the woodwork after oh, so bit. many years who
2: had previously oh, been wearing nice. manual scarves. Yeah, it's nice of them. They finally had yeah, finally <laughs> their true <laughs> colours. all <saw> the light. <laughs>
0: Wankers. We're talking, <laughs> we're talking about
2: United because uh, I think they had a pretty positive weekend. Now, yeah, yes, it was only Watford. However, Watford are pretty well organized now. They're very dog. They're very sort of dogged defensively. Nigel Pearson's done a good job there. But this is the a, uh, a game home to Watford that has very recently been a tough one for them, where they've they've struggled against teams that have no possession. But Bruno Fernandes looks like the guy that might be able to turn he that. He does. I've had a few, I've
3: luckily, a little bit more time on reflection when you hear about people comparing him to uh, Juan Sebastian Verón and Schools and being some That's sort not of a mix. It's a bit, yeah, yeah, but it's nonsense. It's the fact that he had a bit of character and he was someone that would lead the team on the pitch. You yeah. look at kind of the apathy that some of the players have had, even since, I remember going to watch them a lot and I lived up that way and... Like Rooney, when he dropped into midfield, and it was like, well, you're just stopping the ball, getting to the people. Mm -hmm. And then when Di Maria just kind of didn't quite know what he was doing. And there was like kind of no direction where he almost seems like a good fit. It seems like he's clunked in to a
2: hole that was missing. Well, he's someone who wants the ball. Yeah, but that's what I mean. And and they just, they haven't had that. their options, let's imagine, uh, not hard to imagine this, but let's imagine they hadn't signed Fernandes and instead against Watford at home, they had a choice of Pereira, Mata or Lingard. I don't think they score in that game. No. Woody, no, how much I, have you seen of United?
0: I should say uh, where Mata came to a Bastille gig in Manchester recently. He's a oh, he's a yeah. friend of the band. Um he he would have scored a hat trick easily. <laughs> <laughs> and a vitally Blamed underused loyalty.
3: resource. So. It's what it's what we actually admire on this podcast, but at the same time, I, Matt is one of those guys that's been through so many incarnations, hasn't yeah. he, at that club? And I do. I love you know, Mata. I, think,
2: I love Mata, but but he's he's not the guy he was five years ago. No. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. But I th- I think Man you like identity.
0: They just basically chatting to people in the local, well we will not name, but it's it's run from boardroom level, not from managerial level. They just care about yeah. marketability and results yeah. of the pitch, as as long as they're still being shown in, on TV in Asia and whatnot. That's they don't really, really care. Yep. Whereas. Yeah, Fergie would famously move on players even just at the edge of their peak and bring on the next lot and keep it fresh. Whereas mm. it's just players path their sell-by date. It's a bit clueless. It's a bit just... But him- I him would say, say
2: I feel like in the last six months, they, they are bringing together a semblance yep. of, of identity at least. And I think that you're right. They, they've missed it for a long time. But I mm. feel like now, okay, you might not agree with it that they want to get in predominantly young British core of players. But they're doing that, it seems to be okay, there's some sort of progression, and the likes of Fernandez can push them on to the next level, and it's telling, and actually quite damning, that Fernandez, within three games, looks like the best player they've had there for a but, couple of seasons, since uh, since Pogba first started playing well.
0: I think the issue is, as well, that everyone's focusing on individual players, where it used to be, like, the whole team, yeah. they would, everyone would be, like, in each position, they would be one a of the peak, peak players yeah. in the Premier League, now it's like you're kind of hanging your hopes on one or two. Yeah, So. Yeah. Yeah, again, disjointed and just really lopsided.
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely agree. I, there's another team in the Premier League that are doing that at the minute. I think Wolves uh, Whoa, are better than some Wolves. of their parts, a powerhouse. I'm saluting as we yeah, speak Yeah, I just Wolves. feel like they're a team that you can get behind because, you know, they they just tossed aside Norwich and Norwich have nothing to lose anymore. They're like, we can go into games and actually, you know, mm-hmm. let's have a go. Uh, Wolves should be on their arse in terms of... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, match management, tired, like, refresh it. No, these guys are doing it business. It's only
2: quite a small squad as yeah, well. And yeah, and they had
3: Thursday night. They, they, you know, they're doing the business in
2: the Europa League. This is a really tight, good team at the right time of the, you know, the season. Uh, so, in October, November, when they first started the Europa League, we all said, is it a step too far? Is it like Burnley last year? Yeah, Burnley got too many games. Smoked, didn't they by that? Yeah, but they seem to have found like a second or third wind. Now, as a player, Martin... Did you find that when you were swamped with games, it was something that was difficult to battle against? Or did you get to a point in the season where... That regularity of two games a week, two games a week, Did that help you? Uh,
3: well, the Thursday night Devon Bowl matches really threw me when I was against Tiverton at uh, Elmore away from home, and then the <laughs> occasional Tuesday night reserve game, which was against usually Swansea away on a minibus that was about six hours, and we'd stop at McDonald's because there was nowhere else. Protein and is key. That wore me down. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm glad you asked that question because for a top professional, you're absolutely right. The mentality, it's almost like not the physical exhaustion, it's the mental exhaustion of play, of games at that level. Also
0: traveling for personal experience yes. is well, very, this is very tiring. Yeah, but how yeah, do you yeah, find yeah.
3: it? How does that equate to a gig? Because I always find that matches were an easy part as a footballer because
0: this is what I'm ready for. But the shit that goes around
3: so, it, same for a band.
0: I'm got A slight tangent, but it's relevant. I'll, I'll come back to it. So, um, I played in game for Grenfell Uh, a couple years ago which was amazing but QPR and like all the most amazing things I've ever done and so growing up like Alan Shearer David Seaman so David Seaman by the way is the nicest man you'll ever meet (laughs) absolute sweetheart Um, nicer than Warnock uh, yeah because he he gave me a shirt and gloves after Mm -hmm. which is yeah my boy Um, but (laughs) When you see players again, like again, I was sat in the change room in between Peter Crouch and Damien Duff, to like That's all-time class. Premier great who were also absolute legends, like so sweet. Um and also yeah, I should also say as well, like in the dressing room we had like firefighters and survivors, yes. they were like, getting selfies, chatting to everyone, like there were like nothing was too much, like yeah, they were they were top, top draw, all of them. Um but when you're playing as a non-professional or a non-ex-professional, I'm thinking about just don't fuck up. Don't look, don't look, don't look, don't look stupid. <laughs> I've got Clint Hill next to me screaming to get up, get back. He will not
3: let you, he doesn't no, no. care who you are. He doesn't no, care no, if you're a Grenfell
0: survivor, a rock yeah, yeah, star. Yeah. If you're at position you're you're, you're going to get it in the neck. You're just going to do your job yeah. and you're going to be happy that Clint yeah. Hill's going to stop shouting at you. Exactly that. But so whilst doing that, all I'm thinking about is like, because I uh, actually, know. also a uh, massive shout out to Maxime Blanchard, ex-argyle player. Um, he very kindly actually t- took me for a coaching session before that. Amazing. Just, a few little things. And I, I, I learned a lot that I wish I'd learned beforehand. <laughs> but um, whilst doing that, you're concentrating on the playing and taking a good touch and laying it off. Whereas you see someone like Mark Burcham, I think was probably, he was the best, best player yes. of the game. When he when when he received the ball with his back to play, he knew where a, a, a runner had gone off his shoulder and then yeah. turned around, pinged it, landed it on his toes. Yeah. He's not thinking about how I'm going to strike it. He's thinking about what everyone's doing. So when I'm playing in the band, I'm not thinking about... Oh, the chorus comes here, snare drum goes there da, da, da. I'm thinking about like the performance and what 's going on around me because it 's muscle memory. So I'm wondering, for, for footballers, yeah, is, yeah, is, is, yeah. It, is it muscle memory? Like, you weren't thinking, am I going to execute this skill well? Is you think, you're thinking, who's next to me? Who's... It is.
3: It's pass- well, the, the interesting thing you say about that, the past appreciation was a piece that, there was a great piece Miguel Miguel's wrote piece about yeah, um, Tiago. But I told him, I, before that piece, I was telling Miguel about past appreciation. It was a player called Jason Peake that sang who's so rub like, he just rubbished my ability. He was like, Martin, you don't know what foot anyone kicks with you don't know how to pass the ball to people you don't know how you want to receive a ball you that's past appreciation it was the next level for me mm. up and i it, i can only equate it to the same thing where uh maybe a piece that you get in question about is like what venue you play so like what's how your drumming style may change with like a massive crowd or like yeah. an intimate crowd that's a very different thing
0: yeah so let so if you're playing a big room I'm always trying to play to the very back of the room. Eagle. So you over-exaggerate some of your hits, that sort of thing. Whereas you play in a small club, like I could batter it if I want, but all you're going to hear is drums and it's going to be shit for everyone. Exactly. So you need to actually rein it in a bit. Yeah. But then, yeah, it's just that that, that, that awareness. It's, like, when you see bands it's that almost sound, like
3: match management stuff. It's yeah, like gig it's management. That. Same but shit. But also
0: like, when you see bands that sound slick as hell, it's because they play the songs. a thousand uh, It's muscle memory. I, I've done gigs where like if we're super jet lagged, I've got on stage basically cutting off the first song you go into a daze. I come to like about five songs later. Like, yes. No one's yeah, staring yeah, yeah. at me. I haven't played anything wrong. I see it's it all come out right. <laughs>
3: It's just like just driving a car on a journey. Yeah, you it's just like, don't know oh, where you I, But no one's there. staring
2: because no one's yeah. there anymore. they are yeah, all left. All <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
3: oh, right, to pub, yeah, fine.
2: But to equate, I
3: mean, uh, to equate it to the top level, bring it back, so you look at Aguero, you look at these guys that replicate skill that they just don't even look bothered about when they score because they're like, that's my job, that's what I do. Yeah. I just whip it. Like, the, uh, Aguero whip one into the bottom corner. He always seems to hit that bit of the side net and it just clips the post yeah. and goes in the corner and you're like going... That is so hard to do. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard to do. And actually, pressure makes it easier to do because you've only got that one moment. But it doesn't make you any better at it than, you know. There we go. But there was a few other games. So, Arsenal, I just want to bring back to Arsenal because there was some great finishing in that game. I hate them too, by yeah. the way. Sorry. Yeah, that's... Would he, would he uh, just clarify that? He hates Arsenal too. Um, okay. But... Okay. Arsenal... I hope
2: we're talking about them in a more positive light next season because it seems a little bit like that. But. They seem to be more uh, more fun, definitely. I feel like they... they've been fun, have they? I don't know. Defence equals banter for them. <laughs> yeah, it's still and it's still that, though, isn't it? It's still that. Uh, yes, they beat Everson 3-2. Everson could have won that game 5-3. Fine. But they did win it. And I think, generally speaking the results haven't been amazing since Arteta took over. A lot of draws in there. No, and a couple beat, of losses. They haven't been beaten in 2020. No. Sorry to piss But they are... The whole ground, the whole fan base, everyone seems to be uplifted by him being there. Yeah, I mean, is it too late for a top five push? Because top five is what we're talking about now. Because, you know, with Man City being banned, top five now gets Champions League. League. Are they still in this? Yeah, They're only absolutely. four points
3: off. Yeah, I mean, it's the league's a piece of shit. I've I, I, I said <laughs> those top two. So, um, I, you know... and. Uh, with all due respect, there's, there's only two other things I want to talk about tonight. What are they? Uh, the first one, um, Neymar off the yes. carnival. Yes.
2: I mean, I was hoping
3: you'd talk about this. I mean, I can I can only admire someone, Jack Lester. On the, so you give us give us the background of this. Just cannot get enough of this. The guy getting sent off in the 90th minute in Carnival's. You know next about the story. What would are the would he?
0: Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> He's explain, so unlucky. Explain, <laughs> so unlucky. <laughs> Griffin, explain to the audience. I cannot. So basically. If they had he ran away next week. He was going to have a lovely old time there. This
3: is it. So uh, Real Carnival next week. Uh, Neymar, um, who has form on this, as is many European Brazilian players, he's not
2: missed it in six seasons. Well,
3: there you go. He managed to get sent off in the 90th minute. And
2: but yeah, it said in the week. So, so Neymar said in the week. He released a video saying, "I'm not going to be at Carnival this year. I, I'm telling you this. Um, it's a good thing, I'm not going to be there. Cause I'm playing for PSG, and this is great. This is good news." And then two days later, what a he's bag. playing for PSG, he gets sent off in the 92nd minute. Or it's so half-assed. It is. Like, if you're a player of that stature, say, look, just put up a contract, can't all weekend, I'm not here. I assumed it was in the contract.
0: Why not? He's missed it
3: that Ed much. Mundo, so I as I if they're going to say no. Yeah, Ed right. Mundo was the only player that
2: had that, and it was at Fiorentina, and then he never came back, I don't think so. <laughs> Why would he? <laughs> Why would you? Well, but but Neymar, uh, uh, if you allow your players to act like that, then they're going to act like that. And for me, someone like Mbappe, who I think is quite ambitious and who genuinely wants to be the oh, best he, in the he's world. He's got to move, though. He's right. got to move. But does he, look, does he look at Neymar and go, right, three years' time, I could do whatever the fuck I want as no, well? Or yeah. does he go, I actually, I need to move because this is a circus? Like all his pictures of Mbappe's bedroom covered yes. in like
0: Ronaldo's pictures. Correct. Ronaldo's an absolute professional, doesn't drink, mm. bodies a temple, trains hard, harder than anyone on planet Earth. At 34, he still smokes most 21 year olds. Yeah. Like, that's who he's looking at. Right, he's gonna be. Like, I'll, 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 I'll I want to play till I'm forty. I hope so. I hope that's right.
3: Totally agree. Uh, the other point was uh, happy 80th birthday. H- happy what? eight. <laughs> I felt like I just my mouth gave up. What, what numbers was it? Happy 80th birthday Thank to you. Dennis Law. Oh, sorry. Um, he's the best Scottish footballer of all time in my eyes. He's better he's than, an than McTominay?
0: Um You mean Man new player of the year Scott got me uh, yeah. Right,
2: let's just stop talking about that. Um, uh, man, happy birthday, Dennis. Dennis bloody law. From all of us at the Whistleblowers Tony, podcast, well, happy birthday, happy Dennis, Dennis Law. Lord. The man bro- who relegated Man U, I believe. That's the plane right. Plane. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, right. Yeah, With yeah, a back heel. There we um, go. My guy. Uh, the, my final question was,
3: what next, Woody? You've got um, potentially one of these of your own to yeah, come. a little podcast. Can yeah. you give us a teaser?
0: Thanks for the plug. So uh, the working title of the minute is the Duck and Dive podcast, and it's talking to anyone who avoids uh, a nine-to-five uh, Mark so Smith, for, you know, uh is. yeah this, this this man over here smudger. smudger himself um we've also uh we've got people confirmed to our chat name yet until it's recorded not to look silly but we've got uh, a former footballer turned fashion magnate hello we've got uh, and if you're not <laughs> if, you, if you're an argyle fan i won't take much guessing who that is uh we've got a a bond stunt lady hello we've got a <laughs> yeah
2: there, there she is uh we've got a former cricketer turned broadcaster uh, so is the podcast do you just talk to these guys about their careers and what they get up to yes yeah, and... so it's more talking about
0: uh, everyone thinks so for instance if you look at myself in a band it's like oh I think we just they just released Pompeii and off they go but it's right. the reality of actually getting to that point what they went through how they paid the bills to get to that point because a lot of people have to go through a lot of grind to ultimately end up yep. where they want to be and also once you're there how you maintain it and the unexpected uh, trials, tribulations all, all the bonuses as well the plus points so it's just more the, the sort of human aspect of people doing Less than ordinary jobs.
2: Amazing. And when can we expect to be able to download this? Whenever I get to Brian's recording it. <laughs> right. Okay. Well,
3: well, we'll look forward to it. We'll uh, we'll certainly put it out to our listeners because I'm sure they'll love that. And then um, yeah, listen, it was a pleasure having you on tonight, Woody. And Thank are you. you. When's your next gig? You got a wee bit of time off. You've been touring hard. This
2: goes out tonight. So um, tonight, is it? Yeah. So we, uh, our next gig is
0: actually in June. We've got, oh. We've got two. So so uh, this is like a pretty much an off year for the whole band. First time in eight years. Uh, Lovely. we haven't done festival season so we're doing two nights in a row at Hampton Court Palace which technically means we are taking up residency in a palace
3: beautiful yes, royalty yes. finally we're HRH Bastille well the taxman will be after you for that HRH Mark has the uh, Taxman come after you recently uh, not recently let's well, move good. on let's move on so uh, thanks listen guys uh, see you next week